something to be said for dry run. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 75, brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, J-Mac, a.k.a. Founder Numero Uno, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Popfly himself, Founder Numero Dos, Ben. So, in that case, two questions. What type of bread do you like most, and what type of bread do you like yeast? Baseball, Ben, what's going on, man? That was fantastic, and I love that the gentleman I'm about to introduce responded to that question by going, Whoa, rye bread! Ladies and gentlemen, now batting cleanup for the Outfielder Podcast, number three, the great Sam Bino! Good evening, Sam. How's it going? (laughs) That's a classic. I forgot about how we even got to that stage in the conversation where we were talking about yeast and rye bread, but it was a good one. Yeah, it was a it was a pretty pretty good conversation. Uh, we were just trying to trying to get content out there that really gets a rise out of people. Oh, fuck. Good lord! Already today is that what we're doing? <laughs> I did. Te- I, to be fair, I did tee you up for this because I mean that's. Just an unbelievable Ben joke right out of the gate. Do y'all want to hear uh, an interesting anecdote of when worlds collide? Do we have time for this? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm at a pool party last weekend, and someone goes, oh, yeah, I was on a date, and someone mentioned you, which is a weird thing to say. Absolutely. Uh, I've been married nine years, so, I mean, that's not something I expect to hear in conversation. But uh, this is wherever you have like one social circle that has no interaction with another social circle. So a coworker, uh, this guy's telling me he works at one of those um, like painting by numbers for grownups where you just get tipsy and, and paint. Yep. He said that one night this woman came up to him and gave, uh, gave him her number and they went out the next night. And they're going out on this date and the date's not going well. And this is his side of the story. And so then she's like, so what do you like to do for fun? And he says, you know, I like to chill out and watch YouTube videos and they they make me laugh and they're pretty cool. And she's like, oh, that's kind of a boring hobby. And he says, wow, you're really jumping in and making fun of someone's hobby. And in her defense, I think she's trying to liven up the date and trying to make it go well. She indicates, yeah, but what if you have a really nerdy hobby like you dress up and go to World War II reenactments? Is what uh, is what she said. She goes because there's this coworker I have, and that's what he does. And without missing a beat, my buddy goes, "Are you talking about Ben?" <laughs> <laughs> and of course, she was talking about Ben. Oh my god! So they know they both know you independently. Yes, that is amazing. In all fairness, Ben, you're the only person I've ever known that's even considered something like that. So I mean, it is a small world whenever you start counting reenactors i feel like is that is that fair is that true that's not fair no, no. Tell me i more. mean i know a number of them but i can't speak for <laughs> sam i mean sam, I how would, many of these friends do you have i won't say it's none of your business <laughs> why are you so cagey about this all right go on <laughs> he's just out there yelling there are dozens of us dozens, dozens of us <laughs> i'm just in defense of ben's really cool hobby because i don't think it's nerdy at all i think it's excellent 
I didn't say now, that it was nerdy or anything like that. I'm just saying that I've never known anyone else that does it because it is very unique. No, that that was me that said it was nerdy. That was this guy. Yeah, so fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Ben, can I ask, did the date liven up after they learned of that connection or did it really just fall apart? Uh, it fell apart. That is I mean, Ouch. I don't think that I it sounds like it was going bad to begin with, so I don't know if they could really pin it on you, but that is a crazy, you know, turn of the fact that he didn't pick up on the cue that she was trying to liven it up, I mean like a little playful, um, not a good sign. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I was also really concerned about halfway through that story that you were headed towards just some really terrible pun that was going to, you know, peter out at the end of that joke. And I was terrified that that was going to be the case. So in my defense, I have been known to do that and to set up really elaborate stories for the sake of just one really dumb joke. I'm pretty sure uh, the first 10 episodes of that show have you doing that at least two or three times. I mean, you stop the whole thing down every time. Still proud of it. That's why Justin won't put the first 10 episodes online. <laughs> those those will be out for a later date whenever we choose to put them out. Those are lost in the archives somewhere. Oh, no. They're very dark. <laughs> the how, how are y'all doing this evening? <laughs> Not too bad, man. It's been a weird week of baseball, but a good week of baseball. And, you know, weird pitches galore. Did you guys see that Oliver Drake pitch from the from Sunday night? How did, he, how did he make it spin like that? How does that work? Well, I mean, that's where I was looking at it. You would think a right-hander throwing, it's always going to curve in. The sort of trickery needed to get it requires your your hand spinning counterclockwise, which just seems just un, unnatural. Uh, I feel like he's waiting for his, his Hogwarts acceptance letter. Yeah, it boggles the mind. Like, I keep trying to... I'm, I'm replaying in my mind, like, I know how to throw a baseball. I can throw a curveball, like... I think my wrist would snap off if I went the wrong way. But Wait, it, you can throw a curveball? It's not that hard. Yes. I mean, it's hard to get it correct, but I mean, a lot of people can throw them. Just So th this is what we're now doing in Colorado is Sam's going to put on a clinic where he's going to throw us all how to throw curveballs, but we're going to use peaches. I'll catch them. Peaches in Colorado sound like an expensive proposition. They do. We'll have to fly the peaches in. That's what we're gonna have to do. We'll have to buy well, a seat I'm in, on the plane. I'm in the Peach State. Oh, good point. So you could just buy a seat on the on the plane next to you. Uh, Seems efficient yeah. and effective. Yeah, just bring a couple cases of peaches with you. No big deal. I think we'd let Jimmy put on the clinic. He teaches, uh, you know, high school baseball and everything. Good point. Wait, wait. But we really? do have a backyard space. I might. We should bring a a, a couple gloves and some balls. That's I'll actually something we hadn't talked about. Absolutely, bring my glove and balls. Oh, how's yep. everything else going? Yep. Ben, were you going to ask about Jimmy and the, the baseball clinic thing? Yes. Yeah. Uh, that, I feel like that, that didn't get enough airtime. No, it didn't. But I think we should have Jimmy talk about that in Colorado. So that we'll, we'll save that. Totally fair. I think only him, like he can describe it the right way. So, but yeah, I, I, the pitch, the Oliver Drake pitch was absolutely strange as hell. Like the, I, part of it too, was the fact that he's one of those pitchers that has, a weird release where he snaps his wrist and that's part of it's almost like uh the the best way to describe it is it reminds me of like a, how a sidearm pitcher pitches and the way their wrist snaps out but it was like behind him so yeah I, was it classified as a sinker do we even know it was classified as a slider okay they said it was an 85 mile per hour slider and 
no one there's like not video footage of satchel page pitching but that's what it reminds me of the old stories you'd hear people talking about the way satchel page would be like a rubber band on the mound and just able to do incredible things it's before i saw the ball leave his hand i could tell something weird was going on not only because of the headline but he's set up on the far left hand side of the rubber and he's just got like this really weird sort of like pensive stance and then his arm angle is so strange. I'm like, what the fuck was, what is that? And then it just kind of like darts uh, outward. It's, very, very, very strange. It's almost like he, the way he started was that he put his foot on the rubber and then tried to put his other leg down towards the thing to wipe off your spikes or near the rosin bag and then just threw the ball from there. That, that's what it almost looks like. Yeah, it made me think that the batter was just going to like gently set their bat on the ground and kind of like back away slowly from that pitch. Yeah, I mean, that's what it felt like. It was the most bizarre-looking thing I've ever seen. Very strange. I had, like, seven people send that to me, like, right away. And I, I still can't wrap my head around it. I've watched it at least 100 times, and I just I can't... My, my brain can't fathom how it happened. Great pitch. I think he has, like, a seven ERA, though. Yeah, oh, he's not good. He's very bad. Very, he's very just bad. doing experimental shit up there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's experimental theater is all that is. Just try it out. It's just window dressing. On a really bad pitcher. But yeah, it's been kind of crazy. And it was hilarious. Right when we got off the air last week, we were kind of bumbling around. God, I don't even know how we got there. But we were talking about how we hope that they don't ever put advertisers or advertisements on jerseys in the baseball. And I mean, not even an hour after we got off the air, it broke that they're going to do that, I guess. They're considering they're it. They're considering yeah. it. Okay. I was going to ask Which you specifically. A step towards them doing it, right? So yeah. did they indicate like what size or location or anything? I would imagine the MLB goes in the same direction that the NBA did whenever they put those patches on their jersey where they just put like a little quarter patch there in the top. That wouldn't be intolerable, right? That small little thing up on the chest, but no. Uh it's already like such a slow game. The advertisers are getting all of their money um from all the ads, so why it does feel like more of a money grab for the owners in a lot of ways, which is just what we need. You're telling me that that's not at all like their track record. I mean, of course it happened like right when we got done talking about it. I, I just, I, I still feel like it really cheapens the product. I don't, I don't know. You want to talk about all the old timey things about baseball and whatnot. Like where are all those people right now that are always bitching about how, you know, the change in baseball is a terrible thing and how it should always stay the same. Where are all these people now whenever they're looking at adding more money to the sport? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they talk about considering robo-umpires and considering other changes, and that's when all the old-timers, all the boomers come out and start saying all this bullshit. Um, I would expect them to be piping up right now. It's probably just a test balloon. They're seeing what the headlines look like, what you know, like, oh, yeah, we'll say we're considering it. It's like whenever I say, oh, I'm considering stopping for ice cream. That doesn't mean I'm going to stop for ice cream. Yeah, but uh, you know your daughters are going to be all over that. I kid you not, as we're recording, one of them is eating ice cream directly behind me. Perfect. But I just, I agree with you there. I think it, like, they usually do come out in droves here. And the other thing about this, though, is, like, other than that very first article, I've had heard relatively nothing about this. And it really seems like the MLB wanted to shut that down a little bit. Or, I don't know. It just Maybe they, like snu they snuck it in there on a slow news day. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the art of this summer, I guess. And especially as you're approaching the deadline, where that's obviously going to be the better, the bigger talk. Yeah. 
I mean, why wasn't that coming up at the beginning of the season whenever they were talking about all these rule changes and things like that? I mean, that's Would that still- have to be part of a CBA agreement for them to change the way the uniforms are composed like I, that? I would imagine just because it's a revenue thing, right? Yeah, because then it's a matter of does everyone on the team get one? Does each player get one sponsorship? Uh, do players then have the ability to negotiate within their contract? I mean, there's a number of different ways that when you open Pandora's box, you can't put it back in. Well, right. He, How much of Mike Trout's chest can we sell? Right. I love that game. I, I just, I wonder though, like, if you think about the way it's always been done in a lot of these other leagues, it would just be a team thing, though. Like, one team would be sponsored by GE or, you know, just whatever. Maybe not GE now, but, you know, regardless, like a, <laughs> a, a company like that where well, it's, one company would be, one team would be sponsored by Edison Electric. Yeah, exactly. There you go. It's <laughs> like a free ad read for Thomas Edison right here. But it it certainly, I don't think, would go to a place where it was like player specific, where they were controlling it. Because at that point, then it's all in the players' hands and the teams are making no money, but advertising on their own stuff. Yeah. And then, I mean, like you said, Ben, it opens a Pandora's box of problems. That hasn't even happened in soccer, the European soccer leagues, where you have like Lionel Messi being superstars. They don't have individual specific sponsorships. Well, if that comes out, then you heard it here first, and I'm waiting for my check. Let me ask you both. Which team is most likely to be sponsored by Pornhub? The Arizona Diamondbacks. Mm, I like that answer, actually. I'm going to go with the Mar- the Marlins for sure. Yeah, that's another, another you know, slam dunk. Probably somewhere SoCal. Yeah, that's a way to go as well. I don't know. So it seems like it'd be a good sponsor for an MLB team, though. It'd be great to see on a jersey. It would just do nothing but make me laugh. Who knows where Pornhub is headquartered? I think I bet it's in New York. Hmm, Mets. See, yeah, definitely Mets. seems like a Mets thing. <laughs> but, like, doesn't this fuck with, like, the Yankees, who have always been so bitchy about the pinstripes and the way their uniform never changes and all that? Like, isn't that a, a thing? Yes. I think the only indication that I had as to location or size on the headline picture, there was like a, a small one inch by like two inch thing on a shoulder on like a sleeve, mm-hmm. which would not be horrible for the pinstripe situation, but um, it's going to look bad on everybody. Do they ever like, so you know how like, so the Rangers this year have the patch on their sleeve of like the last year of the ballpark, you know, and they've always done stuff like that, which I think is really neat and very yeah. unique. It makes like it, it obviously this is the play, but it makes buying a jersey a lot more special for that specific season. I'm not a Jersey guy, so I mean, I, I understand the like logic behind it. I'm just superstitious with them. Like I feel like every time I buy one, my player gets traded, so I just don't do it. And I have a lot of Dustin Pedroia shirts, and that guy's basically dead. So I'm just saying, it's a real thing. <laughs> you heard that here on the podcast, fucking 18 months ago. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure, I'll give you that. But I just I think like. It, it does make it really unique, but do the Yankees ever do anything like that? I think maybe, like, uh, I want to say, like, when um, somebody dies, they do, like, a black circle thing on maybe their shoulder. Yeah. I feel like maybe they did something that. for, like, the 75th anniversary of the team. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I don't, New stadium. How about we note this down and we look into this? We'll get back to there's a good idea while we're uh talking about sponsors do y'all want to see what's going on on today's docket absolutely go for it 
Are you tired of feeling backed up? Do you wish that sometimes things were free or flowing? Look no further than Bartolo Colon's colon cleanser. It's a constipation sensation sweeping the nation. Tell them the outfielder sent you and you receive 5% off your first order. Ask about our honeymoon special. Back to you, Sam and J-Mac. Whoa. Now, now, did this come up because of our Taco Bell chat that we were having? Uh, no, yes. I just was trying to think of funny name puns, and that was the best I could do. Was that in? <laughs> were we having that in Slack? I think we were, right? Yes. Okay, so yeah, Ben, you need to go back and look at that, because that's actually way more topical amongst the company than you might think it is. Well, I'll just uh, re- recall the whole thing. Okay. Uh, basically, I had Taco Bell for the first time in at least like at least a year. It's been since I've had Taco Bell. And what I said was, um, it's both excellent and somehow paradoxically, shockingly bad. <laughs> I believe it. And then River uh, said, Justin sent a picture of a river of mud. <laughs> Seems about right. Awful. Oh, I love that we have a nice highbrow sixth grade level of humor on this, on yeah, this pod. Refreshing. outrageous. We can go deeper. Our, I, I would say our spectrum of humor is just wider than most audiences. There you go. I absolutely agree with that. There's so many fucked up things that I just laugh at, and I know that I shouldn't, but I just do. Can't I think that's it. pretty accurate. Just can't help it. But good stuff, Ben. I like the advertisers. I like the. Thank I feel like we've done one like that with Bartolo before. Was it the same company? I don't remember. I mean, that was at least new to me, but I have a terrible memory, and so there's a really good chance I've done that one before. I no. believe he took control of the company. Oh, there you go. Well, he doesn't no, have anything to do with that. So that makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. And I mean, these kinds of companies tend to come and go with different, you know, names and, you know, different areas of business and whatnot. But good sponsors, nonetheless. They're helping us out. Yeah, they tend to pass. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, so we were talking about the Yankees a little bit ago, which I think is a great segue into the whole Aaron Boone rant this week. Sam, do you want to kind of talk about this a little bit? Yeah. So, um, there's a very young umpire. I think it was Thursday during a double header, um, very young umpire calling balls and strikes behind home plate. And he's doing a really bad job um, through the lens of Boone and he gets out there um, he gets ejected immediately for arguing balls and strikes as is the rule um, in MLB now and then he just goes off on the guy and somehow some way some um, media company was able to isolate the the audio of just that conversation where Boone was reaming the umpire um, and it is just so, so, so epic. Apparently, um, all season, the, the Yankees have referred to themselves as savages in the batter's box around, um, you know, taking the right pitches and having a really good eye and then also just beating the shit out of the ball and hitting a lot of home runs, just being really good. So <laughs> Boone is calling, he's, ba- he's basically telling this guy, my guys are fucking savages in the box. Um, and you're... You- <laughs> He said essentially what I would have said to the umpire, which is you're having a really piece of shit start to the to this game and you need to tighten this shit up. And my guys are fucking savages in the box and you need to tighten this shit up. And then he, that was kind of it. But um, really just arguing balls and strikes and to have that isolated 
audio. Um, I got to say, I have a little bit more respect for him now as a manager. That was classic. I think this is like top 10 um, baseball, baseball rants for me. Easy. It's interesting because I did isolate some numbers on that. The Yankees currently have the second most runs scored in the entire Major League Baseball. They have 558, the only team with more runs scored. Any guesses? Uh, it would be the Twins, probably. No, probably not the Twins. The Dodgers. The, the Boston Red Sox have oh, wow. scored more runs than the Yankees at 566. That is surprising. That means that the pitching for Boston has been very, very poor. Don't even get me started. It's not worth going down right now. I'm way <laughs> too angry about it. The only thing that where this fell kind of flat for me was exactly what you just said, Sam, is the fact that he repeated himself 15 times and it was kind of the same thing over and over, but a little bit more animated every single time. And it kind of felt like you don't have more than that in the tank a little bit at times. That's so good. My, my, boy, my guys are fucking savages in the box. <laughs> but he said that like three times. That was like one of the only points he really made, which was the kind of the odd. So it, it really made me think about the breadth with which people rant at umpires. Like how various do they do they say a lot of various things or do they really just say the same shit over and scream at the guy so i want to know here's the thing for me the part that like kind of grinds my gears aaron boone this year is making a word is uh, allegedly 115 mil or excuse me one not 115 1.15 million this year mm-hmm. league minimum for umpires 120,000 a year when they come out to the big leagues yeah so like <sighs> Boone is making 10 times what that poor kid is making and just tearing into him. Yeah, but you have to do that. You have I mean it's it's as much about the you know reaming of ass as it is just showing that you're standing up for the team. It makes a difference. It re- I don't know. I can't really describe it other than it just ignites a dugout in a lot of ways. Well, they immediately went out and scored a bunch of runs and won the game. Of course they did. And now I'd like to know how much Angel Hernandez makes being the protected employment status and everything. Uh, it says the more tenured ones who are like reaching echelon are about 300,000 a year. Good for them. I guess that, that kind of makes sense. I mean, but I wonder where like the substantial jump becomes like, is it like that kind of range is huge. So like, you know, hmm. at some point it's like, I, I've always wondered, we've talked about that a lot on this show. Like I wonder where their performance like comes into play here as far as how much they make and all that. Interesting. I'm wondering if uh, like, all, do they select special umpires for the all-star game? We know they do for the playoffs. That could be a criteria. Oh yeah. I'm sure there are like bonuses and things like that built in. I, I can't imagine that wouldn't be the case, but I don't know. Well, I mean, what bonuses for what getting screamed at by managers? I don't know. What am I talking about? <laughs> There's gotta be some sort of bonus for like correct calls though. You'd think that, that your percentage accuracy would, you know, if you're over whatever percent accurate, then, you know, there's incentives. Yeah. You know, we're, we're behind, they're behind a curtain, right? I mean, we know a lot about the player stats and everything, but we don't know anything about the umpire stats. That's very true. We need to get the interns on this. Someone has to be tracking these figures. Yes. They haven't really done anything all summer, even though they're about to leave. So we'll just, maybe we can get them to do this. That'd be great. I just, I feel like we... We need to know more about these umpire stats. We talk about this all the time, but I, I think it is one of those things too, where I mean, it's a union type of thing, and they're very, 
I, they've always been very tight-lipped as far as business goes. I mean, the MLB in general is kind of like that. It's not near as open, it feels like, as like the NFL and NBA, but that's debatable for another time. All right, let's do the POS Corner. This is Paul Ramham from WBAT in Cincinnati. We interrupt this regular schedule of programming to bring you this breaking news bulletin. It appears that people have been called pieces of shit from around the globe. Baseball players in particular seem to be the main target. However, no person, concept, or universe is exempt from this cruel but very usual punishment. The perpetrator has been identified as the great Sambino. Police have confirmed that he is still at large and about to take his piece of shit corner. Ding, ding, ding. Huge piece of shit. All right, let's talk pieces of shit. Uh, my piece of shit for today is reliever for the Pittsburgh Pirates, Keone Kella. Keone Kella has a career war across 210 games uh, in relief appearances of 4.1, his war. He's won 20 games. He has an ERA of 3.5. Um, he's pitched 196 innings and has 241K. So he's yeah. actually a good reliever, yeah. baseball wise. He's a good, like, mid reliever guy, long reliever. Not, or kind of like almost near a setup man. I don't really know how that works anymore with 7 8 guy. He's, yeah, he's yeah. done some save, some closing. Um, but he's a he's a great seven, eight, or nine guy. He could be a closer on a lot of teams, um, but largely he's a piece of shit for his off-field antics. And I'm gonna uh, just recant a little bit or uh, regale you a little bit about what's been going on with him. So uh, he was re- reactivated from the 60-day IL today <laughs> for elbow inflammation. This is his like third or fourth stent on the IL in his five-year career for elbow inflammation, which is sort of its own conversation that's like not not a healthy trend of injuries. But he was activated today and then immediately suspended by the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> For what? <laughs> well, all they'll say is violation of team policy and violation of his contract. Oh. So, mm. you know, team policies are pretty broad and non-specific. Um, contracts tend to be extremely specific. So if you've got a, some overlap there, it's something that should be generally easy to like conform with. Right. And he can't do that. So it's in his contract. Yeah. Right. It's like, don't be a dickhead. So let me ask you this. So he pitched for the Rangers for a good portion of his career. Is that correct? It's correct. He was very good for the Rangers. I agree. Was he traded from there or did he sign in free agency elsewhere? He was he was traded. Let me okay. let me tell you about his time with the Rangers and what we can very likely extrapolate from his time with the Rangers into maybe why he was suspended today after he was activated from the DL. God, I love a good so, slandering. I'm so excited for this. <laughs> this so, is all alleged. This is our legal headline. Absolutely. Yeah. No, we got what it. I'm about to say is, yeah, sure. We'll we'll just put the disclaimer on just in case. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Let me let's go back to spring training 2017. Okay. Rangers in Arizona, surprise uh, Arizona to be specific. The the last day of spring training, there is a B game um, not at one of the major stadiums where the team is, you know, getting their last reps in before they fly back to Texas to start the regular season. And he loafed in this game. He said the the velocity was down like 20 miles per hour per pitch. Um, he said he was working on his location after the fact, um, but he, uh, a number of 
quote unquote established teammates commented and confronted him. Now let's think about the 2017 Rangers. Who on that team is considered established? You're thinking about Adrian Beltre, future Hall of Famer, Cole Hamels, yep. still on the team? Yes. Maybe a U Darvish, also still on the team? Elvis. Probably not, probably not confront Elvis. Mm-hmm. Probably, you probably not confronting anyone, but you're talking about three highly respectable guys in Beltre, Hamels, um, and Andrews probably saying like, hey, dude, what the fuck was that? That was incredibly unprofessional. You didn't give 110%, not even... 90%. Um, and <clears throat> he had what was described as an outburst um, towards these very well-established players. And he was not even allowed on the team charter flight back to Texas. I remember hearing about this. He had to like, take and, the bus back. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> to ship him on the desert bus from Arizona to Texas. Like he's driving a U-Haul. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. right. He, dr- he drove the, uh, the equipment bus back. <laughs> <laughs> oh man what a great punishment that'll learn him that's for sure and then, then they immediately sent him down to the majors knowing how good he had been um he's been in the league since 2015 so two very productive seasons mm-hmm. pre-2017 season um they sent him to the minors to quote preserve team chemistry oh, so boy. you you boot one of your best wow. in guys down to preserve team chemistry um <laughs> it's not good I've got to think he's been suspended after being lifted from the IL because he's just a piece of shit. Like, I don't need to describe anymore. He just is. The one thing that is not a commonality between these two things is the fact that one time he went out there and just crapped all over the mound and another time he just showed up after being hurt and seemingly pissed everybody off. Yeah, you know, we don't know when the altercation or whatever whatever happened. We don't know when it happened. It might have been during his DL stint. It could have been right after he, you know, got off the eye. We don't know. But um, generally, pretty poor behavior. And the Pirates knew what they were getting into. Yeah, so here's the thing. You said he was with Pittsburgh. Like, Pittsburgh's seven and a half back of a very tight NL Central right now. I don't think Pittsburgh has a snowball's chance at this juncture. So it must be really bad if it's not a team that's in contention and potentially this type of behavior is going on. It's a bad circus. It's a real bad circus. Uh, anyway, just, Keone Kell is a piece of shit, even though he did very good things for our team. I mean, but like at the end of the day, if he just cannonballs the locker room, then it, none of it matters, you know? Yeah, and it's, there's, I, a, there's an intangible, um, like... Detriments to the team. And again, this is all alleged. So it's sheer speculation on our part and not in any way reporting on the truth here or anything. Not that we report anything, but regardless. I just, Yeah, no, I'm totally full of shit. But when I think about it, though, like based on like that kind of specific language, you know, of statements between him and the team, I can't imagine what else it could be. There had to have been something in that contract about it bad locker room guy maybe just you know you you can put some pretty strange legalese in contracts that says like if we determine that you're being a bad teammate we can do x y and z yeah and i i mean that should be the case i think i mean teams should always have an out on that kind of thing i think yeah it's it's telling to me that there's overlap between team policy and his contract again because team policy is so broad and so easy to fulfill that if it's in his contract as well, that that's a red flag. For sure. I 
wonder how much... Well, we've slandered him enough. I think that's good. I, I don't want to go any further on him for now. Uh, so good piece, POS. Ben, you're next. All right. I know we've talked a little bit about the Rangers today, but I got to put them in my POS corner. Texas Rangers. Mm, Here's the thing. Since the All-Star break, Texas is 2-7. and seven. That's 2-7 and seven in the nine games since the All-Star break. Was it all just a dream? Yes. Yes, it was a dream. Uh, I mean, they they really got to start putting people on the trade block. Right now, they're 13 back in their division. They're now six and a half back in the wild card, four spots out. Just, just absolute madness. Like, it makes me wonder why moves haven't started happening. Yeah, I'm with you. Total heartbreak. I think I was mentioning this to you guys earlier in the week. Maybe it was last week, but it was totally false hope that we were in striking distance. I think we even occupied some of the wild card spots for a while, but Mm -hmm. I think in in our heart of hearts, we knew that that was all very false hope. um, And it was, it was going too well. Right. Yeah. Um, It's like when you're at the restaurant and they have the tray of all the fake dessert that doesn't spoil because it's all like plastic or whatever and it looks great and then you order it and it kind of looks good but you know it's just not the same thing that you are presented yep totally it's worth mentioning that as of today the rays were inquiring about hunter pence's availability Mm, very interesting i so i i was talking with jason about this a day or so ago and i mean I'm on record here by saying they should burn this down as down as they possibly can. Oh, and they will. So here's another thing, though. So Jason seems to kind of be under the impression. No, listen, Jason kind of seems to be under the impression that John Daniels won't fully burn it down because he never once has before, even in years when he has sold. And I kind of am inclined to understand where he's coming from. I'm not sure that I'd necessarily agree with it. And where we were talking about specifically is in in regards to Lance Lynn, who actually Sam and I made a trade between us today for uh, Andrew yeah. Benintendi for for Lance Lynn. So uh, I think it was a pretty overall fair trade, but we can get into that later. But he's got two years. I think he signed like a three-year deal here. I don't know if he has any player options, anything like that. Like it's, I mean... To me, that's controllable pitching that you should trade, absolutely, because it's a very valuable asset. But he's, I mean, he kind of made some good points. That I mean, John Daniel's never done that before on, on guys like with deals like that. Well, that's where I'm all about guys like Danny Santana. I think he could be a really good prospect to maintain, but he's been tearing it up in the majors. So if he has value, get the value. Absolutely. I've heard actually uh, several teams inquire about him, including like the Indians and a few others. They don't need another Santana. No, they definitely don't. That was my first thought whenever I heard that. <laughs> the guitar player? Yeah. No, not Carlos. Yeah. That's Carlos. I, I don't I don't believe a word Jason says That's because the- all the words <laughs> that he's spoken to me have been absolute hot air. Well, that I mean, that I can understand. But I mean, though think about it, has have you ever seen J- John Daniels actually consider burning this thing down? Uh, no, we haven't seen him do that. But that doesn't like mean it's an impossibility for him to do it, right? That's you know. No, that's like you, I said, I, I don't know that I agree or not. I've just ne- I've never seen John Daniels be able to pull that trigger. I've seen him pull the trigger on a lot of other things, though. Yeah. Well, what about like Mike Miner to the Phillies? 
I mean, that'd be a great trade for the Phillies, I think. I think the Braves would be a good, good spot for Mike Miner as well. Yeah. I think it's easy for us to say, burn it down. Um, that's got to be a tough proposition. You know, John really cares about all the players that he acquires. But um, I think it's still in his wheelhouse to, to do that if he deems it necessary. I mean, I hope so. And I think he'd be very effective at it. Like, I, I think that's kind of the beauty of what you have is you've got a guy that understands what it's like to build from within because he's done it before. And people like to credit Nolan Ryan with that, which I think is way overrated. Way overrated. I agree. I agree. Now, getting back to the trade that you and I made, uh, I gave Justin Andrew Benintendi. I got Lance Lynn because I need pitching now. And Justin is a homer for the Red Sox, so he's going to pick up every Red Sox that has any inkling of value. It's worth noting that Benintendi just hit a home run, and he's two for two on the night. So. Yeah, <laughs> I was just going to bring that up. I'm watching the game. <laughs> Go figure. But I, I think ultimately we both got value just in different ways. I mean, you needed pitching like now. Yeah, my pitching's been decimated by injuries and suspension, and Benintendi's um, not doing much for me. So yeah, exactly. my, my outfield is strong. I can afford to wait him out a year or so. Yeah, I cannot. Yeah, and that's fine. That's the beauty of doing all of this. Really Everyone is. has a need. Exactly. Well, I'm glad that we are in the POS corner because we can talk about the injuries in the POS corner for you there. Um, all right, so my POS of the week is Brett Gardner. So we've already talked about this game a little bit of this Yankees doubleheader on Thursday last week. And... I really, it really burned me up for whatever reason. I think that's part part of why I maybe pissed on the Aaron Boone rant a little bit because not like an inning after that, Brett Gardner didn't get, he basically got called out on strikes and like looking and came back to the dugout and just started taking the bat and for, <laughs> I don't understand why he did this. He was just smashing the top of the dugout with the bat and it was like visibly shaking like it was going to break because it looks like it's just metal. And like the confusing part about it was it's not like they were at the trop or something like that where, you know what? If you knock the d top of the dugout off at the trop, eh, probably not a huge deal. You're at your own stadium. You're at Yankee Stadium. And like, I don't understand why this dude who is arguably the biggest veteran on the team. I mean, is there anybody that's been on the team as long as that human looking penis has been? C.C. Sabathia. Okay, yeah, that's fair. But that's it. part of C.C.'s career was in Cleveland before that, so I don't even know if he's been on it as long. Regardless, yeah. a, a seasoned veteran acting like a goddamn child in the dugout and smashing his bat up against the top of the dugout is a horrible look. And they're very lucky that that kind of got shaded by the whole Aaron Boone rant because I feel like it kind of cross-shaded itself a little bit. I agree. Brad Gardner is like a naked mole rat with a rage issue, and he needs to stop it. <laughs> it looked ridiculous. He hit it at least 10 times. Yeah, he was like jackhammering the bat stand and then like hitting the roof up and down. It was not a good look. What are you doing? You can't think that looked good. Savage is my ass. <laughs> that would be a remarkably good t-shirt where it's just like a naked mole rat with a baseball bat just like hitting. <laughs> and it just says Gardner on the back. <laughs> yep. Ben, you gave us a good t-shirt idea. Let's get the interns on it. Put it in the store. That's right. It's good stuff. So that's the POS quarter of the week.
I just I hate him so much. I really do. I can't get over it. What an asshole. He really is just an overall dickhead, literally and figuratively. Anyone with that name. Exactly. So, Ben, I'm going to set up a little thing for you here, and then Sam and I are going to kind of walk through it with you. We did some research today. We got to talking about a couple of different things. So this all started with, are you aware of what a cup snake is? Uh, I've never, I mean, I've. I feel like it's one of those things where it's like a practical joke. You have like a little plastic can, you take the lid off, and like these springy snakes sort of jump yeah. out at you. The peanuts. Yeah, that's that's an absolutely acceptable description for something called a cup snake. Makes sense. Thank well, you. it's actually not exactly what I'm referring to here, but hilarious nonetheless. But essentially at Wrigley, they have cheap seats or what they deem as quote-unquote cheap seats nowadays, but they used to be back in the day whenever they were terrible, were just like the cheapest tickets you could buy. They're in the outfield. They're in the sun. But there's always been a camaraderie about the guys out there, you know, with the shirts off, drinking beer, pulling for the Cubbies, having a good time. I get it. I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm not getting out there, but I get it. Is that fair? I'd go out there once. Totally fair. Well, I would definitely go out there and do it like once to do it, but I'd, I would not be the one out there doing it all the time kind of thing. Correct. Yeah. You're not going to drive the snake. No, not necessarily. <laughs> and so lately, this became a story because, or so basically, everybody in the stands has been taking their empty beer cups. So they'll, they'll chug the big, like the large beers and stack them on top of each other. And it becomes this giant snake of cups. Okay. And the only reason that we're talking about this at all is because the Cubs PR, the vice president of PR for the Cubs, came out this week and made a whole big to do about how the cup snakes are not allowed at, at Wrigley anymore and how ushers are to take them immediately. And really and truly, this kind of belongs in the piece of shit corner on the Cubs because the Cubs are basically executing this plan via the ushers of the section. And we all know that the ushers of these ballparks are always the nicest people in the world for, as a general <laughs> rule. They don't want to go out there and pull these damn cup snakes out of these drunk people's hands. You know, and it's a, it ends up like... By trying not to make an issue happen, you made an issue out of it. Right. It's yeah. a ridiculous oh, okay. thing. Okay, so it makes makes perfect sense. I'm a little bummed that it's not the actual practical joke spring thing. Like, I'm part, like, 10% disappointed, but I'm 90% totally like, what in the world is going on, Wrigley? Get your crap together. I love it. So Sam and I start talking about this today in the, in the Outfielder Slack chat. So you saw a little bit of this already. But we started talking about prohibited items in major league ballparks just because we were talking about like i was kind of explaining my point of view because it's a stupid story like it's an absolute idiotic piece of trash bullshit story that we wouldn't talk about really otherwise other than the fact that like it's just a classic example of a team fucking up and not even really <laughs> needing to fuck up like they just they stumbled in public for no real reason i mean it's really all that it is um it actually looks like Someone made, like, you know, the Texas come and take it shirts with the cannon. Yeah. Someone made that of the cups. Right. And wore it into the game. And then security <laughs> took it off of him yeah. and confiscated this guy's T-shirt. Dude, it's turned into a whole thing, right? Like, <laughs> what is this? Berlin? Jesus. Yeah, like, it's it's ridiculous. And ultimately, isn't this better because they're finishing the beers? And so you don't have half, half beers sitting around at the end of games. And they're picking up their trash. Ben, I called this a trash story earlier, 
and I thought you'd appreciate that. <laughs> I, I now that I get the joke, I love it. I called out the pun right away. I didn't even mean to say it. I, I was like, the story's trash. You said that, and I was like, I know you don't mean to say this, but I have to call it out. It's anyway, wonderful. So, like I said, that led us into thinking a little bit about like prohibited items in major league ballparks. And especially because we're going to Colorado in two weeks, I really thought we should probably look into the policies on taking a camera and a recordings. Uh, you know, device in there to record a podcast while we're there. And, um, you know, and that's that's fine. There's no problem with that. But then we started talking about it, and it turns out that each park has different sets of rules and things that are banned in these parks. And Can so I just set the stage for that for a moment? Please. Because Justin sent me a link to the Padres list of prohibited items, and there were a few things that were a little weird. And I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. That one specifically is ridiculous. And Justin says something to the effect of, well, they must be uniform across all parks. And then I look up the Texas Rangers prohibited items, and it is limited to like glass, guns, and lasers. <laughs> like everything else you can bring. It doesn't really matter. And I'm like, nope, they are not uniform at all. No, th- so that's very true. And one of the cool things about the ballpark for the Rangers is that you can bring a cooler of beer in with you. And that's that. I mean, every other park said no coolers. Every single well, one of them. I th- and I don't know this. I think you can bring a cooler in, but they'll confiscate any alcohol you bring in. Okay. But you can well, bring yeah. in a bunch of sodas and chips. And in fact, uh, I brought in like 14 bags of chips last time we were at the ball game and just passing them out to people. <laughs> what? Recharging? No, but like Rookie. Justin's wife was like, oh, yeah, are those jalapeno Cheetos? Bring them on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, now I'm going to get a bill in the mail. It just... <laughs> <laughs> It just, yeah, I, I, I don't know how we ended up with you passing out chips, but you did. No, but you can do that. Like it, but I thought it was interesting that that was like a unique characteristic, which is very Texas, just in general, of just kind of an open concept like that. So I like it. I, I do wonder if it's going to be like that at the new ballpark. Probably not. You have to think not, right? Probably stepping up in prices and everything going out there big time. Well, if they yeah. want my business, mm. just kidding. So the way I think we'll go through this is Sam laid out some of these that he thought were ridiculous, and then it really just came, I mean, I I think I told Sam specifically, well, there goes my afternoon, and that's all I did. I hit every single one of these just to make sure that there were nothing just outrageous. Awesome. Bring it on. I'm so ready. So Sam, you can see us off. One that I want Ben to guess whether, which one is real and which one is fake from (laughs) one team's website. So we have the Pittsburgh Pirates. They've cited balloons and footballs as being not allowed. Which one is real and which one is fake? My gut says balloons is real, footballs are fake is my gut, but I feel like it's going to be against that. So I'm going to guess footballs are real, balloons are fake. They're both not allowed. What? <laughs> We're talking about the, the home of football. There's no footballs allowed and no balloons allowed. This is the only stadium where those two items are specifically called out. No balloons. <laughs> I guess I've got a balloon problem in Ohio. Yeah. And since in, uh, sorry, that's Pittsburgh. Um, that's Pennsylvania. They didn't invent football. Ohio did. Shit. That's cool. It's uh, fine. Pittsburgh's really close to Ohio. Damn yeah. close. No yeah. balloons and no footballs in uh, Pittsburgh, PA. Like some of these are wildly specific. Like, yes. Like we'll get there in a few minutes. I've got a couple of them that are unbelievable. Okay, Sam, what else have you got? Yeah, so the Yankees, uh, also the only team to call out these two items, no laptop computers at a Yankees game, and no, this is, this is how they phrased it, no television sets. 
So either someone that's like 60 year old, years old wrote the policy. But they also call out tablets as being allowed. What? <laughs> Wait, Wait a minute. What? Hold on. So I, I can bring in, I cannot bring in a portable television, but I be probably, you know, just we, we don't believe in tubes in New York City cathode technology but we do believe in smart devices okay. and you are allowed to watch the game on that smart device what if i want to bring like go ahead go ahead sam that's all i had oh sorry well no i was just going to say what if i want to bring my 55 inch tv in there i mean i mean i think that precludes it right no sets but what if it's a smart tv i yeah. mean that's a device what if it's a touchscreen? i don't know i don't even have that kind of tv tablet exactly it's a big tablet it feels like that's oddly specific. Tablet. It really is. Now, okay. I'd also like to call out, so there's a lot, a lot of rules around cameras and recording. There's generally a lot of consensus that you shouldn't be recording the live game because that would um, keep, you know, you could post that or record it and then watch it later and that messes with TV revenue somehow. Yep. Um, but the Angels and Astros seem to be at somewhat of a discrepancy around the, the camera size that you can bring. The Angels will only allow cameras with a lens um, under six inches. And then the Astros will allow cameras with lenses under eight inches. <laughs> what? Well, I mean, I everything's mean, bigger in Texas. Yeah, that's exactly my thought. But, like, we're really talking about, I mean, it's, it's, it's literally. It's very negligible. Yeah. What the hell? No telephotos? Like, do the Angels have a, a less comprehensive understanding of telephoto lenses than the Astros do? Kind of feels that way. Mm, sad. Yeah. All right. What else you got? So uh, far and away. Uh, well, I'm not going to say my favorite. I'm gonna. I have two more. Um, the Reds. They uh, they have some pretty general rules, and then they sort of have this blanket rule that um, sort of covers their asses. You can't bring any items that are not able to be inspected. <laughs> okay. So you can't <laughs> seemingly, I guess, like inspect the innards of a fusion reactor and like, yeah, absolutely not allowed. What if I want to bring my invisible backhoe? I mean, you know, like it's, <laughs> they can't inspect it. I'm, I'm screwed. I, I kind of want to go to a Reds game and just have my hand out as though it's holding something. Be like, can I bring this in? <laughs> just pretend to hold a bag. <laughs> That's right. Or get one of the dog leashes that's so stiffened it yeah. looks like it has a dog on it, but it doesn't. Yeah. That's such a specific policy. But it's yes. not. <laughs> well, no, like it's 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 specifically broad. Like they wrote it in that way to where we want to be able to catch anything. Right. There's got to be they I I think some of these rules stem from somebody bringing something in and then they go now we have to write it in the rules. <laughs> right. But it feels like the Reds just kind of got lazy and said, let's just make a blanket statement that's as broad and narrow at the yeah. same time as possible. So my favorite one from the Rockies, because we're going there, they're both food-based. And they're, they both, like, they, they just have the chops of somebody who, uh, a state who's allowed legalized marijuana for a long time. Yep. Uh, the first one is, fruits or vegetables larger than a grapefruit must be sliced. <laughs> That is straight from their website. You can look it up right now. So <laughs> if I want to bring a cantaloupe, it has to be sliced. Yeah. When we go, you've got to bring your cantaloupe slice, Ben. That's all you can do. That is unbelievable. It's and then the other one is they don't allow pizza boxes larger than personal size. 
again, very oddly specific. <laughs> right. Somebody tried to come in with like a, a 48 inch extra, extra, extra large. And they're like, get out of here. Right. All right. So I'm going to add just a couple to these. So uh, since we're on the Rockies, uh, on the list was non-alcoholic beer, which I, <laughs> I don't really specifically understand why you can't bring in non-alcoholic beer. That seems it might as well be a soda. Right. You can't uh, also with the Rockies. So this actually came up several times in different variations. Um, it was within, they were talking about the hard-sided containers, like like basically like hard like coolers and stuff. And it says hard-sided containers, including coolers, briefcases, and ice chests are prohibited. And briefcases shows up way more than you would think it does. That's like a one of these things is not like the other sort of situation. <laughs> yeah, and like I love how they just seemingly stuck that into the middle of the cooler conversation. It's like somebody has just been watching too many like Jack Ryan films or something. They think all the bombs come in suitcases. <laughs> right. Yeah, like who carries a briefcase anymore for the most part? I mean, nobody. Nobody. <laughs> okay, so another commonality that I saw in a lot of these were selfie sticks. None of those. The Yankees specifically were very, very specific about the selfie sticks. Those are weapons, weapons upon our social being. Yes. Now, another one that I saw, this was on several different ones, but the Rays were the first ones I saw. Um, Wrapped presents and or gifts of any kind. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No wrapped presents. I need to know what that present is. Hold on, though. (laughs) There's, There's some stars next to it and fine print at the bottom. Okay. Which reads, because I quoted it uh, verbatim, please note that if you have a planned party of any kind that includes gifts, we advise either wrapping the gift item at Tropicana Field after the item has been inspected or place the unboxed item in a gift bag. Oh, my God. You can't govern how I wrap presents, Trop. But, like, (laughs) how do you... How are you going to wrap it when you get there? It's not like the, there's wrapping paper and shit inside Trap, Tropicana Field. And don't you need a number of prohibited items to wrap the presents? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, what's what's the Trop's policy on tape? Dude, <laughs> unbelievable. The tape only to be used on the roof. Scotch, yeah. no duct. <laughs> Mark that as well. All right. Um, a couple of the couple of them had this one as well, but the Phillies had. And I, some of these I just loved because they were listed together. The Phillies says no beach balls or poles. <laughs> like they're playing okay. giant baseball in the bleachers or something? I guess, but I, I have no idea. I really don't know. What, okay. did, what, are they, what team was that? That was the Phillies. What do they have against people from Poland? I, <laughs> Ooh. If they were... <laughs> oh, let's not get into the, what they would really call them. No, really. let's not do that. Um... The next one is, this was from Detroit. No, and this is in quotes, objects that can be used as missiles or projectiles. What? Wow. <laughs> so, like, you could bring in all the ingredients to make yourself, you know, a kamikaze rocket or something, but don't you bring, dare come and put it together. It's like the whole gift wrapping thing. <laughs> so, uh, no missiles. Hmm. I just got to think, I, I still think that so many of these rules were brought about upon, like, because of certain incidents. Agreed. Right? <laughs> Somebody brought a bunch of shit and they made a bottle rocket at a Tigers game. 
Well, yeah. hold on. Wasn't it at the Tigers wherever they did the Destroy Disco Night? No, that was yeah. the White Sox. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was the White Sox. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I actually thought of that too originally, though. So good thought. Um, but missiles and projectiles seems a little strong. But I, I guess once again, it's just all encompassing. I've got. Detroit. Oh, go ahead. Oh, Detroit. I just said that's Detroit. <laughs> yeah, good point. All right, I've got two more here. Well, two and a half. So the Brewers had one that was oddly specific. No stainless steel reusable drinking straws. Somebody got stabbed with one. Either that or they are absolutely out on the whole myth that the straws kill fish. One of the two. I just felt like that was oddly specific as well. You're probably right about the stabbing, though. That's well, That was a scene. Not stainless steel drinks anything. Just the straws. The re- Yeah. Just the straws. But what a- they're mostly aluminum. They're usually not stainless. I'm not sure why they're exciting stainless. That's stupid. Yeah, I don't know. It's the aesthetics. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> the last one comes in two parts. It's brought to you by the team earlier voted on most likely to be sponsored by Pornhub, <laughs> the Arizona Diamondbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just call them that forever? Like Absolutely. Unofficially? I saw... As one of the guidelines, no masks. And then in parentheses says, only WWE brand masks will be permitted. Which I thought, hmm. What? So, do they have WWE events there? Or do they do them at, um, you know, the the football stadium, the Phoenix College? Yeah. Arena. Uh, what's it called? Why, University of Phoenix. Why are they coming in to keep Rey Mysterio Jr. from cheering on their baseball team? It's really confusing. It's really I don't confusing. like it. Ray needs to be let in. Okay, so the second, the second part of this, and I think this ties it all back together beautifully. Reaffirm the WWE affiliation in some way. This rule specifically says no WWE branded briefcases that were not purchased <laughs> on location. What? <laughs> briefcases with WWE logos? I don't Does know. anybody but Vince McMahon have one of these? That's exactly what somebody said to me earlier. It's so funny that you say that. That is so insanely specific, though. Oh, my God. And where's the overlap between MLB fans and WWE fans? That's, That's pretty slim, right? Fantastic. It must have had, like, a crossover event or something. Must have been. Well, that is... Uh, those are just some of the weird things that aren't allowed in MLB parks. I'm really glad we actually checked into that. Because I didn't see the WWE briefcases coming. I really didn't. We're gonna, I'm going to look into this when we get done with it. Yeah, I'm glad we did, too. I got so much done at work today that I'm really happy that we did this. <laughs> I know. It's gold, Jerry. Absolute gold. Well, if you like what you're hearing, make sure to check us out at sensiblyloud.com. Plus, we have a slew of other podcasts for your listening enjoyment. Don't forget to follow us on social media. And, of course, if you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, review, or subscribe on the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store. Thank you so much. We want to thank everyone for tuning in for Episode 75 of the Outfielder Podcast. We would like to thank all of our fans, Sensibly Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with the sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds crew, please keep patrolling that outfield. Big ups to Kevin Towers. Don't text and drive, and we'll see you right back here next time on the Outfielder Podcast. And now Sam's not allowed back in Arizona.